Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or whatever the heck podcast app you have. I'm your host, Meredith Masony. And I'm your host, Tiffany Jenkins. This podcast, sorry, I forgot to take my braces out, and I sound like I have a <laughs> Phil, please leave this in for the intro. And I'm your host, Tiffany Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we're not professionals at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give you, you can take. Or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we're going to talk about new parenting trends to embrace in 2023. Uh, A Dear Abby that I found extremely interesting. And is tipping getting out of control? Many Mm. consumers say yes. Interesting. I'm going to be honest. I did not look at the email. Okay. So I'm hearing about these topics for the first time as (laughs) well. This is my shocked face that you didn't open an email that I sent. I've been having issues. I know. Did you want to talk about those or no? No. Okay. Then we'll just move on. Nobody wants to hear about it. So... Anyway, hey, uh, do you? How do you guys want me to respond? You guys are up for an award for uh, podcast integrity and um, professionalism. Okay, we'll pass. Okay, I'll let them know. We've won it three years in a row. It's getting old. <laughs> okay, I'll let them know. Thank you so much. What but if the dark. most beautiful podcast host award is still up for grabs, we'd like to throw our hat in the ring. I'll let them know. Beauty. Clearly, I'll win sexiest podcaster. Absolutely. <laughs> so right. we used to open the show mm-hmm. a certain way, mm-hmm. but we haven't done that. So now we have to figure something else out that's new way to open the show. It, that'll come back. <gasps> Why don't we do our mom fails? Sure. Do you have a mom fail? Always. Same. Every day of my life. Do you have one locked and loaded? Oh. <sighs> I'll just go real quick. It's Chloe's birthday today and I never got cupcakes for her class and I can't go get them now because we're recording the podcast. And so I'm going to try really hard to go get them after this and bring them to school. Hopefully it's not past cupcake time by the time I get there, but that's my bad. Can they eat cupcakes after lunch? Because I feel like you'll definitely have time. They could totally sneak in some cupcakes after lunch. Probably. Yeah. Um, but she, when we were going to leave, she's like, mommy, where's the cupcakes? And I'm like, the funny thing about those cupcakes is they technically are at the store. Mm. Um, they were still sleeping when I went to get them. (laughs) So I had to come back after their nap time was over, but they're going to be so delicious. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, that was the most recent one. Yeah, I I feel like pretty much every day 
I there's so much arguing going on in our house right now. And I'm assuming it's just the age, right? Because the Brian and Sophia fight constantly, and all they do is scream the word literally at each other. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. The fighting is just, it's just, it's, it's a mix of this. You're literally the stupidest person I've ever met. Well, you're literally the ugliest person that I've ever met. Well, you're literally the stupidest person that I've ever met. And it just goes back and forth and back and forth Let's like make that. a video. And then about- Matthias will come in and he'll be like, sup, bro. You're both literally stupid. And I'm like, I can't. I cannot mm-hmm. with my life right now. And so that is, and so there was a lot of screaming the other day and I was yelling and then Dave walked in and he's like, you're done. You're all done. And he confiscated phones and threw everybody in their rooms. And then there was a lot of crying and I was just like, I just, I, yeah, I literally can't take it anymore. You should have said you're literally done. Yeah, it was, but I don't know why all we hear is the word literally. It's so funny. It's because I, we watched uh, Parks and Rec, and now we're watching Schitt's Creek, so they talk like those people. I don't know, because I'm telling you. The people you, from those shows. I think kids are literally saying literally right now, like as they're part of their slang language. Oh, yeah. I think Me that's too, I big. Do I do it all the time. So I don't, I just, I was just like, I, I, I want to. I want to beat all of you. Like, just get away from me because I just just can't ask take them it. the definition next time. Be like, "Do you know what the definition of literally is?" And just see what they say. And then if they don't know it, say you're not allowed to use it. You can't use words you don't know. Oh, it's going around the TikTok. Somebody said in the comments that the word literally is just they're all well, using it. It's been part of our language in these recent years. Like, it's just become a part of it to like solidify what we're saying. Mm-hmm. I do it all the time when mm-hmm. I'm trying to convince Drew that whatever ailment I'm experiencing <laughs> is real. I'm like, my stomach is literally in a knot, like a pretzel. And he's like, I don't think literally fits in the sentence because it's not actually, I'm like, literally, you don't know. I feel it. It's literally broken. Yeah. Falling out. There's an aunt Annie's in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's Annie Ann's. Annie Ann's. What? I, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. You might be right, actually. Annie Ann might be from Wizard of Oz. Annie. Anyway. Auntie. You might be right. They've got great pretzels. Oh, they're so good with the cheese dip. Mm. Never had the oh. cheese dip. Okay. Sorry. Oh. I just got a text from Aubrey's mom. Oh, okay. Go right ahead. I mean, it's not like we're recording a podcast. It's no, like- no, no, no. I have. I'll wait. <laughs> Anyway, let's get in. Let's talk about topics. All right. Uh, yeah. So la- the, when we first started t- talking about jumping back into the podcast and we were looking for topics, um, I was like, okay, let's, you know, this is partly a parenting podcast, right? We talk a lot of parenting stuff. So let's see what parenting uh, trends we should be embracing in 2023, you know, okay. from the actual experts. Okay. Cool. All right. Here are six parenting trends that you should consider embracing in 2023. Uh, you should start opening up about past trauma. What is that noise you're making? <laughs> I'm stifling a laugh. Okay. 
2020 through 2022 is all about coming to terms with our mental health issues. In 2023, since we are now talking to family, friends, and relatives and understanding the value they have in our lives, it is time to strengthen our support system. For kids, this means helping them navigate the loneliness and depression that the pandemic brought. Encourage your kids to start rebuilding their friendships and communities. At the same time, encourage them to take advantage of the support system that they did not have due to the previous lockdown. So it's kind of a little bit of what we were talking about with toxic family and setting boundaries and things like this, except now they're saying, since you have access to your family, embrace them again, use them as a support system. What does that have to do with opening up about trauma? I think they're saying the trauma of the pandemic is how they're using it. So talk about how much it sucked. I think just, just talk, but yeah, it's, I think, people have been doing that. I feel like once we were kind of like, we can go out and see people now. People did that for the most I part. Thought they were telling us to like sit our kids down and be like, listen, mommy used to sell her body for drugs. You guys, I don't okay. think we're there yet. Should That's no. not nope. what they meant by opening up about trauma. No, I don't think this particular article was discussing that, but I mean, you know, okay. you do you. Uh, no, that's reassuring. I wasn't ready. No, I don't think you have to. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it's more just about finding your support system and getting reconnected. Uh, it's a weird title for that. I agree with you there. Okay. Mm. I really don't like this one. Are you ready for it? Probably not. Embrace TikTok. <laughs> for what? A, listen for a lot of parents tiktok has been a breath of fresh air in the social media space who what parents i'd like to meet these people instead of the perfectly polished representation of people's lives that we have become so used to seeing on other platforms tiktok is ordinary and simple i disagree completely with this a billion literally a billion percent they use the words ordinary mm-hmm. and simple yep it's a place where parents can go to see videos from people like them they have also been videos there have also been videos from underrepresented communities and parents that have used the platform to talk about their challenges such as miscarriage or raising a child with disabilities i'll agree with that okay okay So I thought it was saying embrace it like for the sake of your child, like let them like embrace it and be cool with TikTok Mm -mm. for your kids. I misunderstood. If it's as a parent going on TikTok, I agree. I think TikTok does a lot of good for people and there's a lot of really useful information on TikTok. I would put a little disclaimer there, like warning it's highly addictive digital potato chips and you may find yourself scrolling for hours and losing track of time. Like that is something I also feel is common that people aren't warned about prior to jumping into the world of TikTok. Like it's consuming. And sometimes you have to set limits and actually like take it off your phone because your life becomes unmanageable. Wow. I did. You know what? I love did you just coin digital potato chips? I, I was going to say the same thing. Because that, that is, is terrific. the coolest thing I've ever heard. Did you, oh, did you coin I that? I can't take credit for that. Mm. Um, I forget who said it to me. I think a therapist said it oh to me. Oh, my goodness. But that's brilliant. I could be wrong. That's, I forget who said it, but I've used it since then, but I won't is, take credit for it. That is completely what it is. Yeah. Digital potato chips. Now, yeah, I'm just, not a fan of the TikTok. Uh... 
the videos of you humping your couch beg to differ. I <laughs> I don't understand it. Mm. I don't understand how it works. I feel like you've got a good handle on it. <laughs> on the TikTok or the humping? Well, I feel well, like, first uh, of all, it's putting the word the in front of TikTok is going to be your first yeah. thing that you work on fixing. A second thing is, um, <laughs> I, you know what I will say? You don't spend a lot of time scrolling on TikTok. Like in all my time with you in the hotels and stuff, you do pop on and offer <laughs> gems for us from time to time. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant Glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Yeah, but I, I, but I do that because I feel like I have to do that. Like I have to have somewhat, and I have a tiny, tiny page over there, right? Like it's minuscule in comparison to what these big like you or these other you know I don't have no not me I'm irrelevant I mean I'm very grateful for the following that I have but it's nothing my friend who was like you inspired me to start TikTok I can't believe you're here has 25 million Mm -hmm. people I'm like okay can you uh, inspire me inspire back. Inspire me now, please. <laughs> it's only fair. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I don't know. I don't get, I don't get it. I feel like I'm, I'm old and I've been put out to pasture and I'm just kind of like watching as things happen around me. That's what I feel like when I'm on the TikTok. And, and the Instagram, not great at that either. I feel like I have to do those things as a person on social media, like, you can't have just one platform. No, I don't it's, think you can. Because it's always changing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a big loser when I'm like, hey, guys, go follow me on Facebook. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> Bitch, our grandmas are on Facebook. We're not going to Facebook. What are you talking about? Yeah. But uh, that's where I feel most comfortable. Me too. Is Facebook. Yeah. But that's I th- that's where we started. So I think there's always going to be a comfort level there. But I also feel yeah. like my, you know, that's. The OG following is there. You know, you have, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, so it is, when I read this, I was like, okay, like I see where they're coming from and I get the point that they were trying to make with it, but I have a hard time embracing the tickety talk. Um, This one I love, and I've been saying this for several years, value experience over things. More and more parents are putting value on experiences, trips. Uh, concerts over things that they could buy their children. So um, when you gift your child an experience, they always remember the memories you make and that creates a thoughtful gift. Yep. 
So I, I agree with that. that if is you can, mm-hmm. I mean, like if you can't obviously afford an extravagant get, uh, trip somewhere or whatever, like gifts are fine. But if you have the opportunity to give experiences, even if it's just like a trip up to the local zoo or Flying like a, a night app. Yeah. I mean, there are so many things that your kids, that you know, when they're that age, right? Like I'm talking to the kids with the, you know, parents with younger kids. But like, I remember when they were big into kites, because every kid at some point really wants to fly a kite. I don't know why. It's like a rite of passage or some BS, right? But we had kites in the garage. And by the time we got to opening them to fly them, they had collected so much dust. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, how sad is it that all these kids wanted to do were fly kites, and we never took the time to take them out and fly kites. So we did, you know, of course, and they were broken first try. But the point is that they remember the day we broke those kites. Yeah. Yeah. And remember we did the multiple trips week. Yeah. That was so fun. for spring break, we, we couldn't afford to do a big trip. So everyone picked an activity, ice skating, um, going bowling, something like that. So each day we packed a lunch, we got in the car and we drove and that was multiple trips week. They well, and, and, and I was really good and I'm getting back to the, to how I'm getting back to where I was. I was great about finding a bargain and a deal. So like the bowling alley would have, you know, um, buy one, get one free rentals on the shoes. I knew what days they offered the kids deals. I knew what days, what restaurants offered kids eat free. So I would plan it all up and be like, okay, we're going to go to the zoo because it's um, free student day. Like they would always have or dollar movie days. I don't know if they do that around you. They used to like where we used to live, used to do dollar movie days over spring break and summer vacation for the kids. So I would line it up so that we could do those things and save as much money as we could because taking kids to the movies, it's like, it's like 150 bucks. Because it's it's like twelve thirteen dollars a ticket now, and then snacks, forget it. Lining things up just sounds like a lot. Like committing that far ahead to that many things. Well, what if you wake up and you don't feel like doing it? You just do it. Yeah. Actually, you're not wrong with that. So we would. I mean, we've talked about Brian and his inability to let things go. So if we know we have to force ourselves, we let Brian know ahead of time because it is easier to get it done than to listen and hear about, are we going to do this for the next five years? That's fair. Yeah. So my, my, what I'm saying though, is if you can find a deal, which there are deals to be had out there on different things, you don't, you know, you don't even have to have the conversation with the kids. You can just find the deal and then surprise them like it's the biggest thing ever and be like, oh my gosh, guys, guess what? Mm-hmm. We're going to the, you know, whatever, Zooquarium. <laughs> you know, you don't have to tell them you got the tickets half off. Uh, but right. I mean, just if you, if you have, like, that's what we used to do. I used to be really good at sniffing out a bargain and a deal and always having a coupon or a Groupon or some kind of a pawn. And... You know, but that's how we had to make it happen. Like there just, there wasn't any, there were, there was no budget for a trip. So we had to figure that out, but where there's a will, there's a way. And there were lots of fun, lots of fun memories with stuff that we did like that. So anyway, I think that's great. 
All right. What's next? Gender neutrality is next. We are embracing um, a trend that they said it's going to take 2023 by storm. It is more gender gender neutral attitudes. Pink for girls and blue for boys is becoming outdated. Boys can cry and girls can play sports. And that is A-OK. Parents need to stop putting their kids in boxes. When you adopt a gender neutral attitude, you open your child up to more opportunities in life. They will also appreciate getting more freedom of choice, expression, and opinion. This will turn your child in into an overall better and well-rounded person. Awesome. I feel like we already do that. Yeah. Because they come and ask for, you know, can I go and do this? And it's like, sure. I don't really mm-hmm. care. <laughs> go do whatever you want. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't think of a time where they were, I was like, no, you can't do that. Boys only do that. Or girls only do that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And I think, you know, obviously people want to turn this into something that it doesn't have to be. If we're speaking specifically about colors and gender specific clothes and, and sports and stuff like that, it's not the same that it used to be. And I think I'm so nervous to talk about stuff like this because it's so controversial for some reason, but I just, I feel like we already do that. If, if I don't think color, thank you so much. My Butler just brought me a smoothie. Oh, lovely. Yeah. I think, uh, I think if a girl wants to wear a blue shirt or a boy wants to wear a purple shirt, who gives a shit, let them wear it. Their kids. It doesn't mean anything more than, they just like the color. They like to do the thing and it doesn't have to be a big thing. Brian used to dress up in Sophia's princess dresses and high heels all the time. And she would do his makeup and they would come out and they would dance and, and have a good time and whatever. And we have so many great pictures of them just playing and having a good time. And it's like, it's, it's just kids playing. Uh, I, they, they had a blast. I think when you have it, when you're a boy who has an older sister, I think you're bound to get dressed up in something and your hair and pigtails and this, especially with Brian's hair. Oh my gosh. The, what did he call them? Voluptuous lops. Voluptuous lops. Voluptuous. Volu- he was trying to say voluptuous. He'd call them voluptuous locks because I would That's tell cute. him how voluptuous his locks were. And he goes, I have voluptuous locks. And it's like, mm. yes, you do. Um, and so I think that, you know, f- for me, that was something that with our kids, we also were raising our kids with, um, my cousin and his husband. So there was a lot of, I mean, diversity in the sense that we really, when our kids were, you know, very little, we were basically co-parenting each other's kids in environment with a straight couple and a gay couple. So we definitely did things. I would say probably not in the traditional sense, but I think now that we're in 2023, it is kind of, it's absolutely become traditional because it's just parents. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. sets of parents hanging out with, you know, each other's kids and, you know, that's it. My sister obviously is married to a woman and, you know, the kids know that that's their aunt and they, I'm not like offering information, but I'll answer their questions that they have, you know, and they've asked like, so is, is Aunt Pat gay? I'm like, you don't have to whisper it. Mm-hmm. And yes, <laughs> and uh, like the girls would Aubrey and Chloe were playing dress up and Kane wanted to do it too. And so I let him and he was stomping around with heels and one of my wigs on. And 
You know, it doesn't mean anything more than he just wanted to play dress up. And if it does mean something more down the road, that's okay too. But right. I think not everything has to be so cut and dry, black and white. And I think people are, for the most part, I don't know actually if people are for the most part becoming more okay with it, actually. I don't, like it might be a trend, and but I don't know if everybody feels that way. I do believe that people have specific beliefs that they draw a hard line on also. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel like it tends to be also, this is a very blanket statement, but, you know, like dads who are like, my son isn't going to stop around the house and heels, you know, that masculine thing. But I also think men are embracing their, feminine side more nowadays than ever so who i'm down for whatever dude yeah is the point me yeah. personally do i think the world is gonna follow suit because this article says that that's a trend i doubt it but if your kid wants to well all we can do is raise our kids in a manner where we say we're gonna love you no matter what mm -hmm. and i don't care if you wear a wig and dress up and have a good time and hang out because there's nothing wrong with it and we are are allowed to feel that way and raise our kids that way. And that's it. So it's cool. Moving on. Listen better. Dresses me out. <laughs> you don't have to be stressed <laughs> out. You don't have to change anybody's mind and you just have to have your own belief. No. And that's my thing is I never want to change people's mind. Yeah. And I never want to see anytime a controversial topic comes up my inner child just like wants to hide somewhere because I just, I hate controversy. I hate people trying to change other people's opinions and being mean. And, but that's, and this podcast is our opinions and that's all it has to be. Mm, so that's it. Yeah. That's why it's ours. I, I don't know if we had, did we have the conversation about opinions here before? I think, yeah. The, the, the I fact that, so having an opinion isn't the issue. What's, what started to develop is that, Everyone shares their opinion as if it is a fact. Right. So you get 10 people sharing their different opinions, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You can have a discourse over that. But when the 10 of them share it as if it's the actual fact, that's when you start having the, the, the animosity between individuals. I agree. And I also think people feel that they have to prove why their opinion is right to others. And it just isn't necessary. Like, I think if we could all just agree to disagree on things, the world would be so much cooler. Yeah. But people aren't capable of that nowadays. And um, so much so that if somebody disagrees with you, they'll, they'll cut you out of their life. They'll unfollow you. They'll talk crap about you. Like it's very dramatic and it just scares the shit out of me. But I, this is the subject, whatever. See, this is what I mean. Something as simple as gender neutrality or whatever, having to do with clothes and shit like that. I'm nervous to talk about that, even though my opinion is, which I'll shout from the rooftops, if you want to be gay, be gay. If you want to wear clothes, da, da, da. But it's not the same subject at all. And for some reason, it feels like I have to, Def I don't know how to explain what I'm thinking. Yeah, that you have to defend yourself all the time. It, they group it in to something. 
So if we're talking about boys wearing pink clothes, it isn't just that. It's automatically, well, you're trying to make your son gay or you're trying to encourage him to be feminine. And it pisses me off because I feel like it's two separate things. And so even just saying, I feel like my kid should be allowed to wear a pink shirt and heels around the house if he wants, feels like I have to defend myself and my opinions about people having gay rights even though we're referring to an eight-year-old, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if any of this makes sense, but. But it's, but we also are in a very public space. So people take our, our opinions and then could take it out of context and then could blast us with it or cut it up and snippets or this or that or the other thing. And that's why it becomes so scary because it's like, that's not what I said, nor is it what I meant. And if you listen to the whole thing, this is what we were talking about. So I think there's another, there's, there's added layers, right. To, Mm -hmm. to what's going on. And I get that. I hear what you're saying, but, um, you know, and in terms of how welcoming you are as a person to things that are other than traditional or the standard social norms, I'd say you're pretty open to everything. So don't worry about that. All right. We need to listen better. Children's are curious children's children's are curious by nature. They're inquisitive and it's not surprising for them to ask endless questions. Sometimes these questions can be exhausting. Similarly, indeed, your child sharing her uh, experiences with you quickly become boring prospects. However, as a parent, it is imperative to make time to make sure your children is feeling heard. If not, they can feel ignored, have low self-esteem, and it can affect relationships moving forward in a major way. Mm-hmm. And that is a tough one because if I if I have to hear about Fortnite skins <laughs> one more time, because you know what I hear every time they say Fort, every time he's well, it's now Brian. I don't know if Matias still plays or not, but he doesn't talk about it. But all I hear when I hear the word Fortnite skins is <laughs> is oh <laughs> <laughs> foreskin foreskin. <laughs> And I'm like, why are we talking about this? And, and I, it's just, it's, it's not real. It's virtual. It's video game. I get you like it, but you know, it's like, oh yeah. Okay, cool. But I will be the first to admit that I'm not listening to anything he's talking about when he parachutes in and blah, 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 blah. Like I'm not listening. I'm not. If my kids are excited to tell me about something, I pretend to be excited too. But also I get overstimulated super easy. So if they're all trying to ask me questions at the same time, I'll snap, dude. I'll be like, hey, no, this is too much. Mommy's that, ears hurt. Yeah, that's Let's Brian. Do one at a time. That that's Brian. I'm I'm talking with Meredith last night in the middle of cooking. Hey Dad, look, I I, I get stuck when I'm doing he's doing his he's wanted a Rubik's Cube, right? So he's trying to show me the moves on his Rubik's Cube while I'm 20 feet away cooking, talking to someone else. And it's like, buddy, he goes, oh, no one ever wants to talk to me. It's like, well, not right now. No. Yeah. That's Chloe all the time. She's like, you don't even love me. I'm like, no, I literally would love to see the cat fashion show that you're doing on Roblox right now. It's just that my pants are down and I'm in the process of wiping. So can you please... Just wait for me to get out of the bathroom and then I'll look at your cat pajama fashion show. Like it's, but for the most part, I, I know what it's like. I was raised where I feel like I wasn't listened to that much. 
And so it made me feel throughout my life, like what I was saying was not worthy of being hurt. And so it really affected my self-esteem and it made me feel unimportant and uh, like bothersome to those around me. Still to this day, Mm. I feel like a burden and a nuisance because of weird childhood shit. But so I always look at my kids and I try to put my phone down and look directly at them when they call my name. Um, It's just, you know, sometimes they do it every four seconds and it's a lot. Yeah. So and that's I'm that's in between phases and stages, right? Because there are times now where I, Sophia can come home from school and I won't see her until dinner and then she's gone again. And she doesn't, you know, I hear she's talking to people, just not us. Mm-hmm. She's on the phone talking to people. Mm-hmm. Uh and the same, you know, with Matthias. You know, he's older, so there's a lot of times where he's coming in from practice at 7 o'clock, he's grabbing a sandwich, then he's out the door to go to the gym, then he's back and he's gone again. And, I mean, it's a completely different world, you know. Brian is still pretty much the only one that's tethered to us and wants to show us his Rubik's Cube and his, yeah. you know. But it it is, it's it's a challenge no matter what um, because then you do come around to the other side where you're like, do you want to sit and watch TV with us? Do you want to hang for a minute? And they're like, no. And you're like, okay. That's the thing that keeps me going is that thought process. When I start to feel really overwhelmed from being, from everybody wanting my attention at the same time, I remind myself like that day is right around the corner where they don't want anything to do with me. And so I have to just embrace it while it's here and then I'll have a break later. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it is. T- it's hard because you, you can't see. What is this saying? You can't see the trees through the forest. Forest through the trees. I don't know. Point I've is, never heard it. Yeah, it's a thing. What is yeah. it? When you're stuck in the weeds, you don't see any end in sight. Yeah, but if you're up That's above, it's not yeah. anywhere near what Meredith just said. Yeah, it's the same. It's a saying. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an actual saying. She didn't make this one up. I know she makes up most things. All right, let's circle the wagons, guys. Let's okay. circle the wagons. Okay. Yeah, we have lots to do, so <laughs> um, we got to speed it up. All right, and the last one is. Renewed focus on personal engagement. Um, So in 2023, there's going to be a change where we see moms and dads are choosing to build experiences and stronger connections connections with each other. Uh, Focus on personal engagement uh, instead of virtual relationships. Offer quality time and support to your spouse and your children. Uh, Be present. Okay. I just feel like you should obviously be doing as best you can. This was not a revolutionary. Well, you know, I'm just telling yes. you what you I You did a great job finding it, but oh. whoever wrote it, I feel like they were like, crap, I have a deadline. Let's uh let's be present and listen. <laughs> listen. And this uh, one wait. <laughs> this story, it's very it's a it's it's a tiny blurb, but I feel okay. like this could open a huge can of worms. I'm nervous and excited. Unless it's controversial. Then I'm not excited and I'm scared. Um, I don't know if this would be considered controversial. I think that this is something that 99.9% of people would say they have dealt with, but we don't know how to deal with it. All right, let's hear it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Dear Abby, 
The woman I like is perfect, but her children have a serious problem. Dear Abby, I am friendly with a woman who is wonderful and caring. She calls to ask how I'm doing, drops off coffee to say hi. She has a great heart and soul. Our boys are close in age. That's the problem. I do not like her children. Her kids are difficult. They run around all over the place. She knows discipline is a problem, but she's at a loss. My children don't enjoy playing with them either. Her kids are careless and they don't listen to authority. I want to continue our friendship, but I like her better without her kids in tow. Should I speak up or fade away? What are you going to say? Right? What could you say that she'd be like, you know what? You're right. They suck. Let's get them out of here. (laughs) Like, what could you possibly say? Well, wait a minute. But he mentioned that she knows discipline is an issue. Or he, I'm assuming it's a he. Is it a she? Is is, it a she? This is two women friends. Uh, Oh. It's women friends. Women who are friends. Their kids are close in age. I thought it was somebody trying to date somebody. No, I'm friendly with a woman who is wonderful and caring. They're friends. They're friends. This is a friend who doesn't like her good friend's kids. Oh, that changes everything. Can you quickly just reread like the ending again so I can look at it through different eyes? Because I was prepared to dump this dude. Her kids are difficult and run around. She knows discipline is a problem, but she's at a loss. My children don't enjoy playing with her kids. Her kids are careless. They don't listen to authority. I want to continue our friendship, but I like her better without her kids when we hang out, is what she's saying. What do I do? Do I say something to her or do I fade away? Do you want to know what dear Abby said? Not yet. Okay. I have good friends who I spend a lot of time with and our children play together. They don't always get along, but they play together. My friend and I have the type of friendship where I am allowed to discipline her kids Mm. if they're in my house. She's allowed to discipline my kids if they're in her house. Mm. Sometimes even we discipline each other's kids when we're in whatever house. And it's because all of us together are collectively watching the children. And so if she sees my kid doing something that she knows that I wouldn't want my kid to be doing, she'll tell them like, Hey, you're not supposed to be doing that or whatever. And if her kid is being a jerk to my kid, I'll be like, Hey, that's not nice. You need to apologize to him. But that's because we're that close. Like we're friends. So they don't sound like they're that friendly. I personally, uh, if I had a friend who wasn't that close of a friend and being around her with my family was causing more problems than not. I would just keep it exclusively to girls night out, no kids. I wouldn't keep bringing my kids around. Mm -hmm. I would just hang out with her as a friend and not a family friend. I think there's a difference. I have girlfriends who our families don't hang out, but we do. And then I have friends who it's like a compound and we raise all of our kids together. I I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. Like, I think that's a really good way to dissect it and be like, these are family friends that we do family friend activities with. And this is, I will go have a drink with you or, uh, like you said, a girl's night out, whatever that looks like, uh, because it can cross wires and cause issues, uh, because not everybody's kids are going to get along together just because they're the same age or just because you're friends. Right. Exactly. You know, and you're right. When you have friends that you can discipline their children, it's a different ball game than if you feel like you can't say anything at all. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't be in that situation. That's awkward. 
Mm. All right. Do we want to hear what dear Abby said? Yeah. What? Yeah. Your friend's children can't be blamed for things they were never taught. Tell your friend that when her kids visit your home, you will be establishing house rules. If you do, you may be doing that entire family a favor. If her kids cannot comply, inform her that your children no longer want to play with hers and tell her why. She needs that information before her kids become social outcasts. If your friendship with her fades after that, and I sincerely hope it won't, then que sera sera. Okay. I mean, I don't disagree about the house rules thing or whatever, but the people parent differently. And I, I, I would never want to, it isn't either tell them that they need to change the way they parent or not be their friend. I think you could still be friends if you love the mom, just don't have the, but I do think you maybe owe it to the mom to say that like my, there's a kid across the street who we don't play with anymore because they told us that they don't like the way that my son treats the kid Mm. and I've never respected anything more. And they did me a favor by telling me that because I'm allowed to have conversations with my son about how he's supposed to treat his friends and the difference between a joke and an insult. And um, I really respected the boundaries. And so there was no hard feelings on my end. We, I'm not friends with the people Mm -hmm. to begin with. We never hung out. But I think it's so important that you don't subject your kids to something for the sake of being friendly with somebody. And and as much as they wanted to be friendly neighbors and make, make it work, it didn't work. And for now anyway, and I respect it. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I think it's, I think it absolutely can be difficult because you assume, I think, when you become friendly with somebody and your kids are of the same age, that they will become friendly. And that is mm-hmm. absolutely not the case because everybody's different, different people and we all parent differently. And I've said it a million times, I parent each of my children differently. So the parenting that I give to Sophia versus Brian versus Matthias is all completely different. So, right. and I don't really feel like it's my job to parent somebody else's kids either. Like that's right. not my job. That's your job. And, um, you know, so I don't think, I don't know. I think dear Abby is really, she's really going out there and saying, be a hundred percent honest. And I think that that could definitely fracture the friendship. I'm not saying you shouldn't be honest, but that's tough. The problem with dear Abby's answer is if you were to have this person and you're like, okay, these are the house rules. Do you put them on a list or do you just verbally tell them? Are you responsible for reminding them of your house rules every time they F up? That puts you in a messed up position to be like, do you look at the mom and say, hey, remember my house rules? Your kids are disobeying it. Or do you talk right to the kids? Well, it's just awkward. Okay. Issue a, so, issue a citation every time they But they I do that. When, I ha- when other people's kids are in my house, I do that though. If they throw you a ball, what? if they throw a ball in my house, I'm like, hey, we don't throw balls in here. Go outside. Get out. I yeah. just very quickly and very, and I direct it to the kid. I'm not directing it to the parent. If the parent is there or whatever, I'm just like, we don't, Hey, get the hell out of my house. Throw that ball but outside. The, the but. issue doesn't sound like they're just doing like fun things and at the house that they're not supposed to, if they have problems with authority mm, mm-hmm. and they don't respect discipline, sure. it puts you as the homeowner in an awkward position to be an authoritarian 
TN, TN, to, mm-hmm. to a kid who's not yours or have, it's just too much. I, w- I don't like that. I wouldn't do house rules. I'd be like, you know, if the kids are willing to listen and obey, then fine. If the, per- if the friendship's worth it, then go for it. But it sounds like too much. Just stick to hanging out with the mom and keep the kids I, separate. They don't have to be a family friend. So my first question, how old is Abby? Because she's been writing this column for how long? A long. This time. is old, right? Like no, how, this is still how, current. There's, there's still. This was literally, like, literally, last week. It's not a real. It can't be the same Abby. She's probably been replaced. Okay. I don't think so. I think so. How it can she be alive? Be. I mean, come on. I don't know. Google it. Maybe it's just like a company now called Dear Abby. Called you know Dear what I mean? Like a, Google it. I'm going to Google, I'll, I'll, I'm I'll Google it. it now. How old? So the, the next, and, and I think Dear. You, you guys are all right. There's no, there's no world. I mean, we were just talking about opinions, right? And parenting styles oh, are you opinions. you guys are right. Okay, hold on. Parenting styles are opinions. And, and you can't transfer your opinion on what the proper parenting style is to someone. Right. Um, exactly. But, you can share what your when we talked about the whole toxic thing and the idea is that you share what your expectation is or where your line is or whatever it is and that kind of stuff. I think that's yeah. the, the the simple way around this, right? Hey, you know, X, Y, and Z, I I, I don't appreciate this. Um just turning it over to you. And that's it. And and Ugh. awkward. You're done. All right. Dear Abby is an American advice column founded in 1956 by Pauline Phillips under the pen name Abigail Van Buren and is now carried on today by her daughter, Jean Phillips, who owns the legal rights to pen the name. Okay. So the name's not even Abby. Mm -mm. My entire childhood is shattered. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All you ever hear is Dear Abby. That's weird. So, dear, so at the first one, Paul, the first. Dear Paulette. Um, Abby uh, died in 2013 and her daughter has been doing it since. That's cool. So her daughter is the one answering the questions. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, we've, we've, we've figured it out. So yeah, that's it. But I think that happens a lot more frequently than people want to admit. And the thing that I've said, and I've been completely honest about it for the longest, I don't like kids. I don't like other people's kids. I don't necessarily want your children at my house in general. Right. And I've been super honest about that. And so when we have a gathering, I will say this is adults only. If you can't make it because you have to bring your kids, I'm sorry, but don't bring your kids. And I say it exactly like that. And then I'm like, it's a it's a it's a gathering. We're going to have the you know, the pool is open. We're going to do s'mores, whatever. Bring your kids. But I have to be in a mental space. That I am prepared for your children to be in my home. Yeah. Cause I don't, I'm not, I don't, I've said it so many times and I have gotten so much hate, but it's like, I don't, I don't really want a bunch of other people's kids in my house touching my stuff. True. I just don't, I'm not, I don't have anything in common with children. I don't, I'm a 42 year old grown adult who pays their bills. What do Mm -hmm. I have in common with kids? Your attitude. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Jackass. Just right off the top of my head. All right. I had to throw something out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is our last one for today. And I just thought this was interesting because I found that when we were on the road and we were eating out a ton and, you know, stopping at gas stations and stopping at like convenience stores and things like this and whatever, tipping 
Mm. Tipping, tipping, tipping. Okay. Across the country, there's a silent frustration brewing about an age-old practice that may be getting out of hand. Tipping. Some fed-up customers are posting rants on social media complaining about tip requests at drive throughs while others say they're tired of being asked to leave a gratuity for a muffin or a simple cup of, cup of coffee at a neighborhood bakery. What's next, they wonder. Are we going to be tipping our mail carriers and dentists as well? As more businesses adopt digital payment methods, customers are automatically being prompted to leave a gratuity, many times as high as 30%, at places they normally wouldn't tip. And some people say it's become more frustrating as the price of items has skyrocketed due to inflation. Suddenly, there are screens at every establishment we encounter. They're popping up online as well for orders, and I fear there is no end, said an etiquette expert. Unlike tip jars that shoppers can easily ignore if they don't have spare change, experts say the digital requests can produce social pressure and more difficult to bypass. So Agreed. Is it crazy or what? Because I... I feel like every time there is a transaction, like the frozen yogurt place, they did nothing. This kid behind the register didn't get the frozen yogurt for me. They didn't put the toppings on the yogurt for me. All they did was say, put your card in here. And then you are asked to tip 18, 20, 25%. Should you tip the frozen yogurt person? That's a very good question. I think for me, I I definitely look at like how much they did for me during said transaction. I also feel like it's different for me because I am in a place where I get to do something that I love mm-hmm. for money. And so when I go to a place and I think of somebody making a set amount of dollars per hour and that's it, and mm. they're living for that set amount of dollars per hour it brings me joy to be able to add to that because I do think that the amount of money people are making does not equal to what they're expected to spend on bills and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I love helping when I can. I also definitely still feel the pressure as well. When somebody says it's going to ask you to answer a question and then they flip the screen around and it's a tip thing. I always feel obligated, even if it's, you know, something where you wouldn't normally tip. I always feel obligated to hit at least the 20%. So it's tricky. I think we base it on them and their demeanor and their attitude and and what they did. Then, yeah, go for it. Even if they might not, not quote unquote, deserve it, if you have the money, mm-hmm. go for it. But if the question is specifically for the frozen yogurt person, no, if they didn't do anything. I'm just saying in general, because here's the thing, right? Because this is, do whatever you want. Like, I don't think you should have to feel obligated to tip if you can't tip or you don't want to tip or whatever. I am a chronic over tipper. Same. Chronic. Dave gets angry with me all the time. Yep. Because he'll be like, you tipped more than the cost of goods. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, but I felt like it was... P- partially it's Every because time- she, math is quick and she just picks a big, picks the number. No, I do not. Picks a round no, number. No, that's a bolt. No, that's a Every lie. time we'd go to eat, I'd be like, did you leave him a big tip? And you're like, yes, Tiffany, of course I did. I'm an <laughs> but over tipper, but same reason that you that you just said. I feel like I am blessed to get to do what we do. 
I was always an over tipper though, for being honest. Cause yeah. I, I waited tables. Same. And so I remember getting a fucking penny one time and just being like, you motherfucker. I can't imagine why left somebody me- <laughs> only left you a penny. That's shocking. Blown away. Your, your customer service must have been top top I, notch. I okay, think her I, person, it, I think the person was having a bad day, not not Meredith. Listen, yeah, I waited tables crazy. back when you made two dollars and fourteen cents an hour. Same. And you got a zero dollar paycheck, okay? With did, no benefits and did no I ever health tell insurance. you Tiffany about the time I, I went in and she was waiting tables and saw her and watched her work for her tips. No, but I would love She'd put her butt on the table. She, I, I would not put her. my She'd butt lean, on the table. She'd lean up against the table, reach across the table. Oh, sir, can I help you? Put no her little way. butt cheek up on the table. and Oh, that sounds right. Yeah. She's a real humble. You, you know, there's no response. Yeah. You got to make short, that money. Sh- short shorts. Where were you? Hooters? No. Where was were you working? It was a bar, a wing joint. Yeah. Okay. So I wasn't that far. She had those thighs on display at the wing joint. Oh, gosh. Sure did. And I got a penny. That's. He was a boob guy. (laughs) Clearly. Yeah. No, but, but I mean, I waited, I waited tables at several restaurants, you know, and that's how I, that's how I made money in college, right? I waited tables, worked at a bar, worked at bars, worked at restaurants, and there were plenty of good tips and then there were plenty of crappy tips. And it mm-hmm. sucked because it isn't today. It is a different game. I'm not saying that it's much better, but they do make minimum wage now. Waiting tables. It's not the two dollars and fourteen cents that oh, they used to get. Away. Really? Yeah. Most establishments now they're making minimum wage. I did not know that. Yeah, I, I'm almost positive I read that. Are you um, sure? So, yeah, at at a lot of them. Dave, look it up. Let's let's check it. I and don't I don't know. know what the difference is. I don't know if it's at a chain or a whatever. Because they have to. Because if you're making minimum wage, waiting tables, and tips, that all right? We're we're that. checking it. People are saying no. You're not. That's not right. Not in every state. What do we got on the Google? We make a bank. I think it depends on the establishment. Oh yeah. I went home. Oh. Um, let's see. Employee. I don't know how old that is. Let's see how old this is. There's no date on it from the department of labor. Uh, an employer of a tipped employee is only required to pay two thirteen an hour in direct wages. If that amount plus the tips received equals at least federal minimum wage. Mm. So So it's a calculation. The way, the way it works is you can give them the, an hourly rate. And this is why everyone wants cash tips. So if I work for you, Tiffany, and I'm working on commission or tips, I get $2, say minimum wage is $10 an hour, and I, I'm earning $2 an hour. At, the, at payroll, my paycheck needs to reflect the minimum wage. You can count the tips that I got. You can count all, but if it's a cash tip, you can't count that because you right. don't know I got it. So it's credit card tips and so forth. Um, so as an employer, you you have to sometimes make up the difference to get them to minimum wage. So someone could 
essentially be tipped twice. Right. Paid twice on it. So what... It's too confusing for me to understand. So it basically means the number of hours that they work, they have to... the 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 owner of that business must pay them minimum wage hourly rate. So if they have credit card tips that would support the overall amount. So if they paid them $2.14 an hour, but they made $100 in credit card tips that night and they worked a six-hour shift, whatever minimum wage is, they would, it would have to pay out over that six hours. If the credit card tips met it, then the employer's in the clear. If the credit card tips didn't meet it, uh, then the employer has to, has to give additional funds and raise that 213 to 313 14 whatever it is, an hour to make it match. And, and someone mentioned in the, in the feed that, yeah, they're supposed to claim the cash tips as well or they're yeah, breaking but the law. But I don't think anybody does. Not, not fully all the time. So, yeah. So as an employer, you, you know, you could get in a situation where you're, you're paying out extra money. Yeah. Right? But I don't think that's the norm in terms of, you know, stealing the tips. I think most people are out there trying to do the right thing and so. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. So it's I just, don't know. It changed because it used to be, you didn't have to, there, you didn't have to make minimum wage. It was, that was your wage as a server, as a service employee. And now they're saying, no, you have to at least, cause like, let's say they're a shitty server like me. <laughs> Right. They was like, no, that you have to at least pay this person minimum wage for the hours that they were there. Um, so that was what I was trying to say. The way I said it at first, yes, was incorrect. It is a calculation that makes it minimum wage based on the employer plus tip contribution to make it match. Okay. There's a lot of math in that. I don't I tuned out about a minute Sorry. and a half ago, but <laughs> I, I hope our listeners got something out of it. I don't understand. Listen, it, you're, when you start talking about calculations, I'm out. Okay. Well, that's it. That's all we had for today. I don't know if all we right. solved anything. <laughs> I think it, it, so. Tip if you want. Don't tip if you don't want. <laughs> we have. <laughs> I what have I a- the point of why I brought this up though is I do think it is a real thing where you can become tip fatigued with the fact that everything now is. Apple Pay or, yep. you know, whatever. And there's just a, always a screen and it's like, uh, okay, like you tip, I, like I agree. tipping is, is it is, but I, I, I am, I'm a chronic over tipper. Uh, I, I look at it as yes, the service, but to me, service is not just what they physically do, but are they pleasant? You know, yeah. that's, that's, he gets angry because I will still tip 20% even if they were unpleasant. And he's like, no. And I'm like, yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. Dude, I had some bad days when I was waiting <laughs> I I'm just thinking about it now. It was, I had some rough days. Uh, um, but yeah, I think we should tip mailmen, by the way. Yeah. Going back to the preposterous idea. What are what's next? I, we tip we tip our garbage men at Christmas. Yeah, I think mailman, dude, I can't even imagine being a mailman or woman having to deliver. I I can't fathom how they do it. I'll tip them. I think we should. Well, you can. You can leave a envelope for them. I never see them. They're so sneaky. <laughs> but anyway. You can leave it in the mailbox with the flag up. 
No, I don't have a mailbox. I have one of those community. Oh, me too. Me too. Things with a flag. Oh my gosh. I haven't seen one of those in so long. Yeah. We don't have that either. I hate community mailboxes, but. I do too. Anyway. So anyway. Yeah, I do think tipping because of the digital space we live in has gotten kind of crazy. Also, here's a question. Mm. When you go to get your hair done. Don't listen. Okay, go. Are you prepared? I was already thinking about this when we were talking about tipping. Do you, and I'd like to know if there are any professional hairdressers out there. You can, you know, email us, reply on this podcast. Getting your hair done is ex- and it's expensive. It's dyeing your hair. If you do any type of highlights, if you do a cut and a color and a this and a that, you're talking about 150, 200 bucks. Wait, Tiffany says more. 300? 350? Blink when I'm close. Okay. So it it's it's an extravagance. Am I getting ripped off? It could be an extravagance, right? Are you supposed to tip 20% mm-hmm. on that yeah. service? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mhm. If it's an independent stylist who rents a chair at a place, because they have to be tipping out the salon, right? Or or giving a portion to the salon. I don't know how it works. That's why I'm saying it. it is expensive. Yeah, somebody said, I have very long curly hair. It's so expensive, up to maybe 500 at a time. Oh, you just put it up there. Oh, this is awkward. Wow. But yeah, so I that's why I get my hair done once every six months because of the price. And yeah. I, I always tip as well because you're supposed to. Yep. But if the bill is... Um, yes, my daughter's a hairdresser. Yeah, I you're supposed to for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you I not? Mean, no, I do. I'm just asking because when you think about a $4 coffee versus a $400 hair appointment, 20%. That's that, I'm sorry. You tip how much when you go? Me? Uh, my wife. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it's they're on their feet the whole time. Their arms are up in the air. It could be two hours, two and a half hours. Right. But isn't that why? More than two hours. Isn't that what they charge you for the service? The tip is the gratuity. Okay. My lawn guy, when he comes, he's on his feet. That's our son. Well, I know. But when we had one, (laughs) he's he's on his feet the whole time. I don't go out and tip him for that. Yes, we did. Yeah, but the lawn guy takes a couple of minutes. Hair people take hours and hours and hours and hours. I I just thought, I thought like, so if you two were both hairdressers and you were more in demand, Tiffany, you would charge more for your service up front, right? So you're $200 for a haircut and Meredith's only $100 to to give someone a haircut because you're better. And then I have to tip additionally on a higher amount because you're better. So now you're you're looking at a $40 tip instead of a $20 tip for her for the same service. Don't check the credit card statements when I go to get my hair done. I, this I is, I, I'm all about someone getting what they're due and earned and worth. I, I fully believe if someone is worth some, something, you pay for it. But to be told that I'm, I'm a good hairdresser, so I'm going to charge you... $250 for this. Wait, haircut. who said that though? I'm just saying, because they don't all charge the same. 
I'm pretty sure, sure that it's industry it's, standards. It's an industry sta- yeah, the, standard. Yeah, standard. And it's not pay? just a haircut. It's a cut, a color, a highlight, a tint, a this, a that, the other thing. Mm. Treatments. Treatments. Yeah. And now I I go and get my roots dyed maybe every eight weeks, but I don't do the the color, like the color when I lighten my hair. I only do that once every six months because it's expensive. So I only get the roots dyed. Oh, there's no industry. Of course, Dave would put it up there. I assume there has to be some sort of industry standard. Of course there has to be. No, if you go to one salon. Remember that time we were on a trip and I arranged for you to go to the salon and I spent a ton of money for you at salon. And the only reason I remember this is because a week later you went to Walmart and got your haircut and looked like the Dutch boy. I didn't like the haircut that I got at the salon. I spent several hundred dollars and a week later she goes to Smart Cuts and walks out and people are like, oh, how's your son? And I'm like, that's my wife. <laughs> but I, And I agree you pay for the experience. But isn't that what the price tag is? Paying for the experience? I get what you're saying. Like, wouldn't they loop their fee into, into the price? Into that. Because, if you, because they are, first of all. And then you're tipping on top of that. So you're paying mm. for it twice. But that's, I'll just leave it at that. Okay. I get it. I get what you're saying, Dave. Somebody in here wants to know, um, with the haircut you have, Dave, how could you possibly understand this? That's hurtful. (laughs) (laughs) He suffers from baldness, so. Same. It's okay. No, I just, I just think that it, you know, uh, yeah, I do. I tip to, I tip 20%. Um, but yeah, I, it's tough. It can be tough. When it's a big, when it's a big price tag, but that's why I space mine out and I go once every six months to do the bottom and I just get a trim and cover the grays. Don't get it twisted. I would love for them to be like, this is the total price. My part is included, you know, my, whatever my fee is included. Like, great. It's not like I'm like, oh, I can't wait to pay them an extra mystery number based on the price they gave me that I don't understand, but. It's just what you do. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just uh, what I do because I think it, that's what I was supposed to. Th- this is something I did know. Sorry, I'll, this is the last thing I've got. That notice that in a lot of restaurants, they're adding gratuity. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and if you're not paying attention, you go ahead and put your percentage on there. You're putting additional gratuity on. But there. I add gratuity on already added gratuity oh, checks. My God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You better watch what you say, Meredith. I Dave do. is finding out all about you I today. I do. I do. Because it's like, well, it was a big party and I would have tipped more. So I look at what the added gratuity was. And if I would have tipped higher than that, I just add that number to it. Okay. Well, that's good. I mean, listen, from what I hear, aliens are coming anyway. So it won't, it won't matter. Good. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, everyone. Sorry if I seemed a little downtrodden. My stomach is broken. Mm. Join us next week for another episode (laughs) of Take It. Or leave it. An advice-ish podcast hosted by... What are you doing? I don't know. Is that your line? I don't know. Or leave it. Oh, that's your line or leave it and advise. That's you. I know, but you were still going. (laughs) I'm sorry.
<laughs> I'm so sorry. Did you pause? Hosted by two moms. No. No. Two struggling. Struggling moms who have, have no, no idea, idea what, what we're they're doing. doing. They're perfect. Next time. <clears throat> sorry. Have sorry. a great day, guys. Phil, Existing. leave it all in. I love you. Oh. All right, bye. Oh, God. <laughs> You're so stupid. David. <laughs> I didn't even get it. <laughs> End the podcast. <laughs> I didn't even catch it. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, are we still live? No, I think he just ended it. Oh,